All right. Uh, Patrick, can we please have a one-word prompt? Churros. Churros? Churros. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. Here we go. Three, two, one. There is this restaurant that's not too far from me where I think all they basically sell is churros. And Only I've gone churros? A, pretty much churros and like ice cream. And I've only gone a handful of times, but every time I'm there, there there's zero other people there. And I'm wondering how they are are retaining this business. I want to circle back to this, but hold on one second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Doink to doink. Doink to doink. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests. And this week we watched Popstar, colon, Never Stop, Never Stopping with the Lonely Island trio. The Lonely Island movie. Yeah. The the main... the one that they're all in, I guess, is specifically. But there's kind of some others, but yeah, I would say there's, this is yeah, probably yeah. the big one. Exactly. Okay, I need to know more about this churro place, though. They they'll put like hot chocolate in the churro, which was delicious. So you're Ooh. getting them like fresh, as far as I can tell, too. So it's very warm when they're giving it to you, which is a plus. I and to be to be clear, I want them to stay in business. It was very delicious. I just it's such a specific thing. I feel like to is... only sell that one item does the price reflect the lack of demand <laughs> that's a great question it's been some time i i don't remember you know guffawing at their price point it, it seemed Guffaw. reasonable last time we we went okay so yeah nothing extravagant probably more than a, a couple bucks being in the city and all i want to know why this came up Let, let's bring let's bring on our guest you want to introduce him yes joining the three three timers club Hey. It's the producer of the George Lucas Talk Show, but you probably know him from his previous appearances on this very show. It's Patrick Gardner. <laughs> Three timers is crazy. That's exciting. Yeah. And it's weird that you're not wearing the jacket we definitely sent you with I the, the, the over talking yellow. Here's what happened earlier today. I was eating some churros and I spilled some sugar all over it. <sighs> That's uh, why I brought it up. I yeah. had to send it in to be dry cleaned, and I was like, I know they may release clips from this episode. People may yeah. see it, so I might as well. Look, I'll dress up otherwise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is a nice white t-shirt. Um, Crisp uh, white. But, yeah. yeah. So, unfortunately, I think it'll probably have to wait till the fourth uh, the fourth time. Okay, and, you, listen, you heard it here, folks. Already booking his next appearance. <laughs> and listen, if I'm not wearing it on the fourth appearance, just know that for some reason I didn't uh, get it. You know? Oh, yeah. That's a... Yeah, weird. It, it, it didn't come back from dry cleaning. Just that's, put it that that's way. That's right. Okay. We'll blame yeah. them. Okay, great. You're a big, uh, big churro fan over there, Patrick. I, lo- I look. I like churros, but I as soon as I said it, I was like, I feel like every time I get churros, it's disappointing. Like it's not, yeah. it's not as good as I want it to be. There was one recently. Uh, it was at a, a Christmas party, and they hired a churro cart. I don't know Sweet. a man who was making them fresh in the parking lot outside of the party, and they were fantastic. And as I was eating it, I was like, oh, this is. Maybe peak churro, and I don't know if we'll ever get back to this point. Because they're usually old or crunchy right. or something like that, and you're like, oh, I Fresh want this is to be... another level. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's also, and maybe I'm alone here, but I really enjoy it like halfway through, and then it's diminishing returns, I feel like. <laughs> like By the time I finished that uh, chocolate-filled one, I was yeah. kind of like, ooh, now my tummy hurts a little bit. That was a lot of like yeah. just fried dough and sugar to eat at once <laughs> yeah so maybe maybe like a nice mini churro is really what i'm looking uh-huh. for i don't know once you start one you you can't stop 
you sure. never stop. It's like never stopping. Oh, interesting. Interesting. <laughs> like what I did there? I like it. Segway. Bringing it back to the movie. That's right. We're going to talk about pop star Never Stop, Never Stopping coming up after a quick break on the Overtalking Podcast. Okay, where to start? Ever since I was born, I loved music. As soon as I could, I started a band. Connor For Real is actually saving the record industry. Everybody's just waiting to see, like, what he does next. We're like McCartney and Kanye. And yeah, I was, yeah. You know, it takes a village to make me look dope. And we're back on the Overtalking Podcast. We're once again my returning guest, Patrick Cotner, And we're talking about... Pop star, never stop, never stopping. Patrick, we are going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's not yet seen Pop Star what it is all about. Ready, go. Pop Star is a uh, mockumentary about a rapper named Connor For Real, who uh, used to be part of a boy band called The Style Boys. Uh, and this is a, a story about a tour that he's mounting uh, uh, surrounding the release of his second album, Conquest. Uh, and it's, Ten seconds it's, left? It's it's just following seeing uh, the rise and fall of a rapper, wow. and uh, it's funny. And it's really funny, two, and one. it's easy to like it. If anyone doesn't like it, they're crazy. Time hilarity ensues. Yes, hilarity <laughs> ensues for sure. Yeah, the the sophomore slump. It's it's the biggest deal for any musician. It's that second album. You have all the hype from the first one. This this reminded I, I've seen this movie before. I think we might have seen it in theaters with you, CJ, if I'm not oh, mistaken, um, back in the day. Honestly, good good for you two because yeah, not I don't a lot think, of people saw yeah. it. No. <laughs> I don't yeah. think many people did do that. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that in trivia, but yeah, I don't know. Uh but this reminded me of and I can't remember what it was, but it was some show on HBO with S dot mouse. Do either of you oh, know man. what I'm talking about? Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Why does that that sound so familiar? Also like a <sighs> mockumentary. Right. Smouse. Angry Boys. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry Boys. Slap my yes. elbow. Oh, it's a Chris <laughs> Lilly show. Yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. Lilly, who you know, kind of canceled. Sure. <laughs> Play, playing well, some I characters mean, he probably shouldn't be. It was in sure. blackface for yeah some of that. So Yeah. yeah. Stop Mouse was the like rapper name or some the artist right. name. Yeah. So maybe not as bad as that, but... Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, like, yeah, I, I love the Long Island. That's why I went to see it in theaters. Um, and some good new songs on this one sure i think this was i this is maybe my fourth maybe fifth time watching it oh wow this was the first time though i've picked up on end credit songs like i let the movie keep playing and it fully switches to oh. another like fake song that is very funny and good oh uh, I that. So, yeah made me want to just like look up the full soundtrack and give that I mean, like a listen some, something about the soundtrack is it has I want to say 30 full songs on it. 30? And every every song that you hear in this movie, if it's five seconds, if it's three seconds, if it's a minute, uh. there is a full song on the soundtrack. Wow. And there's so many ones that I'm like, oh, I wish that that was in the movie. Because, let's see, the soundtrack has 28 tracks on it. Wow. Wow. I need 40, to look this up. 49 I need to listen. Long. I want to listen to the full take of that one song where he's just listing stuff from his Jeep. Sure. Those are the things <laughs> in my Jeep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mona Lisa. I was shocked last night because Mona Lisa is only in the movie for like 10 seconds or something like right. that. And I'm like, oh, version. that's one of my legit favorite Lonely Island songs in general. 
uh, and it's in this wow. movie for uh, uh, Blink and You Miss It. We will need to ask why you chose this movie. However, for the listeners, Patrick sent over a couple to choose from, and I wanted to follow up since uh, last time we discussed Clifford, and you sure. recommended some Charles Grodin movies, and you put sure. Midnight Run on that list. And on my own, I happened to watch Midnight Run, and it was a great wreck. <laughs> it's great. It's fun. That was a good one. Yeah. I Well, I mean, look, if uh, you guys are looking at behind me right now, there's a large uh, media wall of stuff. And you sent that email, and I went, oh, shit, I need to send them recommendations. So I stood in front of it, and I said, what do I want to rewatch <laughs> this week? And then I sent you five of the things. I was like, I'd watch that. I'd watch that. Uh, but Midnight Run, uh, Midnight Run rules. A lot of, lot of good Grodin stuff. I feel like the last time I talked to you, I had bought like six Grodin Blu-rays that week. <laughs> that's that why, okay. I think that's what happened. It was like Ishtar, Clifford, Midnight Run. Like there was like so many Grodin movies coming into my life at that moment. Um, I don't remember what else did I send over? I think they were all good. Yeah, you had tired, two horror familiar. movies on there that I got excited for, but uh, I let yeah. CJ drive on this one. But uh, Drag Me to Hell... I want to throw one. out there. It's pretty yeah. funny, actually. Yeah. It's uh, by the same director as Evil Dead. If you remember Evil Dead 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, kind of, That yeah. kind of same weird okay. horror humor. It's great. All right, Patrick. Fourth appearance. Drag me to hell. Let's do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> the one. There we go. Happily. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, you. without knowing it, you kind of split the two of us because I would yeah. generally pick comedies and Ken is a big sure. horror fan. So without sure, knowing, sure, sure. You, you threw out as like, well, I know which ones Ken are in favor of and he probably... I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I'll rewatch Popstar. That, that's yeah. totally fine by me. Um, but yeah, I guess that, that leads us to, well, maybe you already answered it. Why did you choose Popstar? Just uh, the first thing you saw or the fifth thing maybe in the list? I mean, look, I love Popstar. I feel like it doesn't get its due. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but like made $9 million at the box office. Like is one of those movies that I think, and I don't know what either of your opinions are about this movie, but you both willingly rewatched it, so I feel like it has. There has to be something there. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah, absolutely. It does feel like one of those movies that, like, in 20 years, will be a cult classic, and they'll be like, "What do you mean it made nine million dollars? Like, that's insane." There's a lot of movies of that era, like that, like the you know the MacGrubers of the world, where you're like, yeah. "What do you mean 14 people saw that in the movie theater? That's it." So any any chance I get to talk about Popstar, I'm I'm happy for it, and uh, it it also um, I showed it to my girlfriend who had never seen it, so it was a oh, perfect fun uh, you know it's a fun um, introductory intro, introductory movie. Does that make sense? Yeah, like a movie that yeah. you get to introduce to people. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. You said it's your fourth or fifth time watching it. I'm probably at like six or seven at this point, which is <laughs> gotcha. crazy. It's a movie that I'll just throw on, like, if I'm trying to fall asleep or something, or if it's, like, late at night, and I say, well, I won't stay up for the whole thing, and then I always stay up for the whole thing. It's, it's also short, which is yeah, nice, too. Yeah. It's under 90 that. or close yeah, to 90? Yeah, I think it's un- just right. under 90 minutes. Yeah, perfect. It, I think perfect. in the past few years, I've watched it once a year because either I'll, like, remember it or I'll hear somebody else talking about it and be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that... That was really good, wasn't it? And then yeah. watching it again is like, yeah, this still really holds up. This is still yeah. very funny. Yeah, even that Bin Laden song. I mean, obviously <laughs> yeah. dated, but really fucking funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad they put most of that song in the movie. Knew she was a freak when she started talking. She said, "Fuck me like we fucked Bin Laden." Ooh, that girl was a freak. She said she wanted me to fuck her harder than the military. Fuck Bin Laden. It's so funny. All the hologram stuff. 
is very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's it's so a, expensive. Um, there's also a, there's a Bin Laden music video uh, that they did on SNL to promote this movie. Um, oh, sweet. So it's with Vanessa Bayer plays the girl and like Keenan Thompson's and in Bro- uh, uh, Jay Farrell's playing Obama at the end because uh, he calls Obama at one point in the full song if you listen to the soundtrack. So it's, it's really good. It's on the Blu-ray, but I, I'm sure it's on SNL's YouTube too. Homework of watching yeah. and listening to the entire 28-song <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> Ken, I, I got to say, I'm like, I am so far pleasantly <laughs> surprised or like pleased that you have said positive things thus far. I feel like you're always the wild card when it comes to these types of movies. Yeah, look, we'll talk about it more when I get to my rating. It's not the best movie in terms of you know my opinion, at least, but I enjoy it. I love all the Lonely Island stuff from SNL, uh, even stuff outside of that. I've seen Hot Rod like five times. Yeah. So, yeah, I, what's not to like? I don't know. Hot Rod is another one. Patrick, when you were mentioning like cult classics, like that one is also yeah. so funny that I feel like, again, nobody saw For or sure. talked about or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is so fascinating. It's one of those like weird things where so popular on SNL, those videos do so well. Yeah. And you would think like, hey, you know that guy or those guys who make the music that you like on that show that you like? Well, they're making right. a movie of music. And then everyone's right. like, we're good. Yeah. Thank you so much. So for, okay. Let, let's talk about it. So... They had a budget of $20 million for this movie, which it seems so cheap. Most of it yeah. probably went to like cameos. Yeah, <laughs> there's so many famous people in this. It grossed $9.7 million, so yeah, it yeesh. didn't even make half of it back. Uh, I just don't get it. Yeah, I'm not sure why people didn't go see this in theaters. I don't really get it either. And yeah. you would think, I don't know, I don't remember what the trailers were, but like it feels like a very easy movie to sell. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the trailer feels like it should be a slam dunk. You show three of those cameos, half of a song. You know what I mean? Like, it's got all the things that, like, should bring people into there. I'm looking at what the... It's got a 79 on Rotten Tomatoes. You know? Like, it's it's got yeah, all the I things there that should equal a movie that people like. And, like, people are know. used to the mockumentary style at this point, too. Like, that's yeah. for sure in the zeitgeist by now. I mean, like, Spinal Tap did it way back when, but, like, you know, The Office and Parks and Rec, like, those things are happening. People yeah. get the style. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. It's also wild. I'm looking at the MacGruber uh, money and box office right now. People, when, when people talk about gigantic SNL bombs, like, MacGruber yeah. is, like, one of the ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. MacGruber cost $10 million and made 9.3, which is, like... Okay, that's... So, bomb, made, like, almost bomb, the same amount like, of money... Yeah, <laughs> lost money, but like not that much money uh, in comparison to this, which is was MacGruber uh, before or after Popstar? MacGruber was before. MacGruber was twenty. So, why did they double the budget and then That's expect clear. something? I guess just because Lonely Island was you know huge at the time and Andy was blowing up. I don't yeah, know. I mean yeah. Lonely Island, like Popstar feels like more of a surefire bet than MacGruber did. You know, yeah, right? Well, uh, yeah. And yeah, I love yeah. MacGruber. Don't get me wrong, but like. It's a specific. It's a specific it's a kind of movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, Forte's really going all out on that one, and mm-hmm. yeah, you, you have to be on board for that to like that movie. Yeah. Can I tell you a very quick MacGruber story? Please, please. So MacGruber came out. I had friends stay over the night before MacGruber came out. It was I want to say the week of the Lost finale, just to put us in a context. <laughs> 
So I had friends come over. We watched the Lost finale. We had a sleepover. And then the next day, we were supposed to go to school. But we said, we're going to skip school. And we were not the kind of kids to skip school at all. We said, let's skip school, and we'll go see MacGruber tomorrow. <laughs> so we're in high school or whatever. Uh, we go to the movies. The woman taking the tickets goes, this is rated R. So normally, I would have to check your IDs for this, obviously, to let you into it. But it's 2 p.m. right now. And if anyone is under 17, they would be in high school. And I have no idea who would skip high school to go see MacGruber. <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Thank you so much for the tickets. And we got it. It was great. That's great. Yeah. Nice. Little yeah. do they know. <laughs> yeah, little do they know. Wait, were you also like the only people in the showing? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. hundred percent. 2 p.m. showing? Yeah. yeah. It was like a, it was a one or two. Yeah. One or two p.m. Probably four of my friends. And uh, we loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I, I've heard Will Forte, like, he is, I think, at the point where he's pretty much like, yeah, I doubt we'll ever get to do it again just based on that. But he still seems in the camp of, like, if given the opportunity, he would gladly keep making more and more of that. I mean, That's look, they did know. that Peacock show last last yeah. holiday season. And Which is great. again, I think zero people watched yeah. it. <laughs> like, I, I loved it. I was. I'm not even aware of this. What what oh, Peacock show? There is a ten episode MacGruber show. What? <laughs> yeah. Eight no to ten idea. episodes. Yeah. Did they even advertise? Like I I genuinely have never heard of it. I mean, it's on Peacock, so as much as you can advertise so, yeah. for that, as much as I you know, open the app, I guess. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they made a episodes. sequel to MacGruber. Well, it's the show. Oh no! Wait, the show, right? Yeah. I don't know. I just typed in MacGruber and. MacGruber 2 movie popped up, but maybe it's like a canceled sequel. Yeah, yeah. No, they made okay. the show. The show also starring Billy Zane and Lawrence Fishburne. The and show's Sam great. Elliott. Yeah. The show's fun. You should watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will be watching it. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I also, I love, I feel like I've heard so many interviews of Will Forte talking about that experience where it's Val Kilmer, right? The bad guy mm-hmm. of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, he stayed at Will Forte's like house, like they were <laughs> roommates for a while, which is just amazing. There's on uh, one of the Thirty Rock DVDs. It's Will Forte doing a commentary for an episode, and also Val Kilmer is there <laughs> because I think they were just together, Hanging and he out. was like, "Yeah, I'll come with you." Uh, That's great. I can't believe I hijacked this episode to talk about MacGruber. It's <laughs> all right. Here we are. Totally fine. Yeah, it's related. Kind it's of. in the mm-hmm. same. It's in the mm-hmm. same world. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I have a lot of homework to do after this episode. <laughs> yeah. Holy if you cow. liked MacGruber the movie, you will like the show. It's very yes. much like the same I f- style I and sense of humor yeah. and everything. Yeah. It would be weird if it was completely different. Yeah. If you're like, you're, yeah. if you like the movie, you will yeah. hate the yeah. show. <laughs> so different. It's a it's, it's a so dark drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> MacGruber's origin story. Uh-huh. They, I think they recast kind of MacGruber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got a son now. The story growing up. Has that ever happened? Is this is this the first SNL movie to get a TV show? Post movie? Yeah. Really? Uh let's see. Blues Brothers had an animated show, but I don't think it ever aired. Uh, uh Wings World, no TV show. Stuart Saves His Family, no TV show. The Ladies Man, no TV show. Uh Ooh, are you able to rattle them all off? This is let's see. Let's exciting. see. Look up a list of SNL movies. Okay. Here we go. We're going to start. Okay, Blues Brothers. Yeah. Wayne's World. Wayne's World 2. Uh-huh. Ladies Man. MacGruber. I think you're missing one earlier. Uh, Superstar. Coneheads. 
Coneheads. Is that it? Uh, there's a few more that I've never heard of. It's Pat. Well, oh, it's Pat. That's true. It's Pat. That was a movie? Yeah, I've got It's Pat over there somewhere. somewhere. <laughs> of course you do. It's on the DVD shelf. And then there's like Office Space, which doesn't really count. Spinal Tap doesn't really count. No. I think that's it. So no, I think that's probably the only one to get a TV show. Huh. Yeah. What is It's Pat about? Well, this... okay, now this, uh, this gets dicey a little bit. Pat was a character uh, played by Julia Sweeney in the, uh, I want to say, late 80s, early 90s on the show. Who okay. was a very uh, uh, androgynous character. And the whole joke of Pat was that everyone was trying to figure out if they were male or female. Oh, boy. The, the uh, sort of jingle that came with the sketch. There was like a little song that was, yeah. is it a boy or a girl? It's Pat. Yeah. Is it a boy or a girl? Yeah, yeah it's, it's Pat's, Pat. It's Pat's a little tough. Yeah. But the movie, Oy. the movie, uncredited, written by Quentin Tarantino. What? No. They were dating at the time. I don't. I don't know if he wrote the entire thing, but he did multiple passes on that movie. Wow. What the hell? I was yeah. the only reason I asked is I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes reviews for all the SNL movies, and that one has zero percent. Yes. Which. Yes. Yeah, that's uh, that explains it. Okay. Yeah. I I <laughs> didn't see it until uh, lockdown, uh, and it was because the company that put it out on Blu-ray had it uh, on sale for five dollars, and I said, "Well, I have to." Uh, and it does not hold up, but there are funny things in it. I do want to say the. Budget was eight million dollars for that movie. The box office was two dollars, sixty thousand eight hundred and twenty-two dollars. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So. Yikes! Oh no! Wow! Wait, I didn't know this. Sorry. Opened in only three cities. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> and then did so poorly that it was pulled from theaters after its opening weekend. Yeesh. Huh. Can't really get your money back if only five people saw it, <laughs> or are allowed to see it, rather. You guys don't have to seek out its path. Okay, that's, yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> not yeah, a recommend. I'm not going to. Oh. Yeah, that, that's oh. not going on the homework list, for sure. <laughs> but all the others are. Yeah. 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 I don't think I've seen Coneheads. I think I've seen I've all seen the Coneheads. other ones. I've never seen it's Stuart Saves' Family. That's the only one I have not seen. I don't, yeah, that one, I, I have not seen that one. That's, I've an, never heard that's it. an Al Franken movie. Oh. Former former huh. U.S. Senator Al Franken yeah. stars yeah. in Stewart Saves His Family. Wow. Hmm. Guys, write in an overtalkingpod at gmail.com <laughs> if you've seen <laughs> Stewart Saves His Family. I'm going to go on a limb here and say probably not. Probably so not a lot of people, yeah. None of us have mm-hmm. even heard of it. Budget, $6.3 Box office, 912000 Oh, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gonna go ahead and say uh-huh. that's a that's a solid no. Of totally Is it just because they like hit it out of the park with like one or two of these, and they're like, "Well, let's just For throw sure. money at SNL and, and see what happens." They're not that expensive. Like Popstar is probably the one that was the most expensive. You mm-hmm. know, I do want to say Siskel and Ebert both gave Stewart saves his family thumbs up. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I would say Popstar is probably the most expensive. Let's see what Blues Brothers costs. But like, and and Popstar isn't even technically an SNL movie. Yeah, yeah, right. Blues Brothers cost twenty seven million. Twenty seven. Yeah. And it made worldwide hundred and fifteen million. Yeah. But Wayne's World looks like it's the most profitable. It, it would cost twenty million and then made hundred and eighty three million worldwide. Dang. That's and that's wild. why it was number one on our twenty twenty three list. That's true. Wayne's I mean, World was? Just, Wayne's World, yeah. It's a good movie. It's a yeah. good movie. 
Yeah. It holds rated up. on this podcast. Yeah. Uh, Wayne's World 2 cost $40 million. Oh, no. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Was it just the Wayne stock and that's what was expensive? I guess. <laughs> Putting on an actual music festival, even if that was fake? I mean, also the fact that it came out 18 months after the first one. That is a very quick turnaround. Wow. wow. So fast. They must have like flown through it and they're like, ah, spend all the money, I guess. Yeah. Just to get it out the door. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, we've been talking a lot about a, tan- a lot of tangents have been going on. So we've got to circle it back. I think it might be time for trivia. What do you think, CJ? I think it's time for it. It's time for. Hey, did you know that? That's right. For new listeners, this is the trivia portion of our show where we pit our guests and CJ head-to-head to see who knows the most about what we watch. Patrick, CJ, are you two ready? Ready to lose. <laughs> we'll see. Some of these are like, I don't know if anyone would really know them, but uh, it's going to be fun to see what your answers are. All right. First question is how do we How do we buzz choice. in? Do we buzz in? I'll let you know if you need to. Uh, okay. These first couple are just like, just say what you think and okay. then we'll... Uh, it doesn't really matter. It gives me the okay. chance to just steal whatever you say, and that way I can I get, get points too. I get it. Got to give CJ a bit of a handicap here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. According to IMDb trivia, most of the large crowd shots were footage from which band or musicians' concerts? Was it A. Taylor Swift's concerts? B. One Direction's concerts? C. Seals' concerts? Or D. And Sync's concerts? I'm gonna rule out. The first and last one, I don't think it's T Swift okay. or In Sync. Given the, the t- unless that yeah, unless it's old footage, I, I guess I'm assuming it's somewhat recent. This isn't Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I can't uh, confirm. Yeah, or deny I know. You weeding those out, uh... thinking out loud. <laughs> I'm gonna say One Direction. Okay. I think, think... timeline wise, that makes the most sense. Yeah, Seal was a, a curveball, and I get why it's in there. But yeah, I think One Direction makes the most sense, and it's like. That age range, too, of people that would be at these shows. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say One Direction as well. <sighs> All right. Well, One Direction is the correct answer. Oh, yeah, you oh, got it. Yes. You really sold us on making us think we were <laughs> wrong, though. That was good. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think it'd be funny if it was Seal, but I think that's a different crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think... also don't know if Seal's doing uh, stadium No, shows. I don't think he's selling yeah. out uh, huge yeah. arenas. Yeah. He should. He's very funny in this movie. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Seal, in this movie, he says he got his facial scars from wolves. Uh, but in real life, how did Seal get his scars? And this is multiple choice. Okay. Was it A, uh, childhood acne? B, complication from lupus? C, complication from tuberculosis? D, frostbite? Or E, he had to fight off wolves? <laughs> I was like, geez, there's an E. Man. I have I think, no idea. I think I know the answer, but I'll okay, I want save you it to, then. Yeah, yeah. I believe I know. This this goes to show you my familiarity with most of those diseases. I'm going to say lupus. Okay, I it is lupus. Lupus is correct. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. I knew <laughs> trivia pointed out that the scientific name for wolves is Canis lupus, which. I don't know if that's an intentional joke in the movie, because ah. who would know that? But <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway. Probably not, but I like that there's layers to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, well, wow. Okay, it's tied up still. Um, <laughs> next question. This one, I'm going to need you to buzz in with your own name. So, Patrick, say Patrick, CJ, CJ. 
Thanks for the reminder. Of, of uh, there are a ton of famous people in this movie. Andy Samberg stars in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Who else in this movie is also on that show? Uh, CJ. Chelsea Peretti. That's correct. Good job. See, I was going to say Beth Dover, who is the uh, stage manager who makes out with Akiva at the end. Ah. Because she's married to Joe Latrulio, who is on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> So okay. She, okay. she may have been on some but starring. You're maybe? right, starring. Yeah. yeah, that's what we're looking for. Yeah, I I have a fun fact, but I'm going to save it in case it's also a question. It's not. <laughs> Go ahead. Chelsea Peretti and Andy Samberg have been friends since childhood. They've known each other like oh, their entire lives. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, also, Beth Dover plays Janice on Brooklyn, on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> who works at the stationery store where Charles and Jake go to pick out wedding invitations. Nice. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a quarter of a point then. Yes! <laughs> All right, uh, next question. We already talked about what the Rotten Tomatoes score is for this movie. So I want you to guess what the IMDb score is for Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. And CJ, since you're in the lead, I'll let you go first. We'll do closest without going over. Price is right rules. Okay. IMDb, in my experience, historically more critical. It's rare that... I feel like I ever come across like an eight even on IMDb. Very hard to break that. We said Rotten Tomatoes got a pretty high one. Outgoing over 6.1. Okay. Patrick? I'm going to say 6.7. Ooh. Confident. Someone knows the answer because that is exactly (laughs) correct. Yes. Nice. I'll it give it was, to you. It was next to the Rotten Tomatoes score. I, on I think that you might have already seen it. Uh-huh. I threw it out there anyway. Yeah, sorry. Um, it doesn't matter. I think you still lost, Patrick. Sorry. I think that CJ's our winner. <laughs> That's fine. That'll let him win one of the three. Yeah. Three timers club. We start. We start. Uh, we stop pulling the punches. We start, so. start slipping. Yeah. yeah. Never stop. Stopping. Never stop. Never stopping. Pulling the punches. Well, I think that might be uh, lead us to our next part. I think it's time for our ratings then. Really get the full experience this time, Patrick. Uh, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, Patrick, what would you rate Popstar for you? I think like a nine, baby. I'm giving nine, it a nine. Right. I love this movie. I truly love this movie. I think it's so funny. I think the jokes that don't work are so uh, few and far in between for me next to the jokes that do work. I happen to follow you on Letterboxd, Patrick, and when I was mm-hmm. checking this in, I believe you put this is a perfect movie. <laughs> or the only thing and that's not perfect. Nine. The yeah, only thing that's, know. here's why, here's why it's getting a nine. Akiva's fake beard. <laughs> yes, that, that is noticeable. Marks it down to a nine. Yeah, even when he's wearing the shorter beard, it's fake, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Fine. <laughs> I will go next. So we alluded to this a little bit before. Not a nine for me. I, I do like this movie, and I would recommend it, and I would watch it again, which for me on my scale is over a five. I'll give it a 6.5, though. I, it's, okay. uh, I think it leans too heavy on cameos and things like that, but... I think there's some good jokes in there. I think some of the songs are really good. It's just not not totally for me, but I do really enjoy it. So 6.5 for me. We were talking about how critical IMDb is. <laughs> we should have been talking about how critical IMDb is. I'm right in line with IMDb, baby. 
I am KD's got a lower number. That's good. <laughs> CJ. For me, I think I even upped my letterbox score checking it in this most recent Whoa. time. Even on a rewatch, I'm not laughing as much because I've you know seen it before. So some of the jokes I remember. But it was still there's still jokes in there that I forget about and still like laugh at again. And that I think also it would be harder to name non comedians that are in this movie <laughs> that than are, which is very fun to see. Uh, like Mike Birbiglia pop up as the TMZ mm-hmm. guy with Will Arnett and Joseph Freddy and Eric like. That that didn't even need to be in the movie. They were just like, well, what no. if we just did a spoof on TMZ for a couple minutes? I think I'm going to be in the handholding club with Patrick and give this a nine as well. Wow, this is this is very funny, and it's I yeah I enjoyed it again for the whatever time fifth time or whatever. I was going to say I think something else that makes me rate it that high, and maybe you too, is we get so few laugh out loud funny. 12 joke a minute comedies in theaters now Yeah, that like when you do get them, you have to savor them and love them and tell everyone how good it is. Yeah. So for me, I, I will always rate a comedy like that. That has a seven out of 10 joke hit rate for me. You know, I, I want to rate it as high as I can uh, without being a fool. You know, if I say 10 out of 10, I'm a fool. If I say nine out of 10, it shows I taste. <laughs> That's I like respectable. That. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. It's it's a shame this didn't work out when it came out in the box office, but yeah, I I'm hopeful that yeah it will eventually become more of a cult classic. Is this the the last Lonely Island like big movie? Theatrical, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, yeah. Andy Samberg had a new show that came out in 2023 that's on Paramount Plus now called Digman, which is very mm-hmm. funny. Oh yeah, he yeah. basically does his like Nick Cage voice throughout it. Highly recommend that. Also, chock full of comedians and funny people in it. And they they've produced a lot of stuff. You know, they they produce Palm Springs and they produce a funny movie mm. that Akiva directed, uh, the Chip and Dale movie. I don't know if you've seen the Chip and Dale movie on Disney Plus. I have not. It's the, very the, funny. Yeah, I, that's on my watch list. That's the one with the like animated Chip and Dale. Yeah, yeah, but, like yeah. everyone else's real life. Right? Yeah, okay. John Mulaney and Andy and Andy. Okay, yeah, yeah. Mm. But it's good. I recommend it. That one I will legitimately add to my homework list and watch. Yeah. Because that, that was on my list. Yeah. They also produced another good one, Brigsby Bear, which is the Kyle Mooney movie. That's a, a weird one, but uh, a good one. It's a yeah. weird one, but I love it. I love it. Uh, it's really sweet and nice and weird and funny. Just like Kyle Mooney. <laughs> yeah. Like it, yeah. It, it fit him very well. <laughs> yes. How do we How do we feel about Please Don't Destroy? I... I watched their movie and loved it because okay. in, in a similar fashion, it was like, yes, I just want silly stuff. Give me dumb, silly jokes. I like it. I haven't really seen much of their stuff to have an opinion, honestly. Oh, um, good. I didn't know if they were just like doing the Lonely Island thing or if they if they were genuinely funny. I don't know. I watched their movie. Uh-oh. I liked I liked uh, <laughs> I liked a lot of it. I think it's very, very okay. silly. It's yeah. very silly. And I do, um, you know, I think uh, it's a shame, even if it didn't do well, it's still a shame that it was not in theaters, you know? I don't Mm. know if it would have done well uh, in theaters, because I don't think they have the name recognition at this point. Um, That movie happened really quickly. But I think there's a lot of very funny stuff in it. I think Conan's very funny in it. Um, Yeah, he's great. But yeah, I, I do wish more companies were taking chances on comedies, you know? 
and I think it's a it's a shame when it's streaming because it sort of just falls into that hole where people uh, were like, what do we think about that movie? And everyone's like, what movie was that? You know, like, mm-hmm. it comes and it goes, and especially if you're not on Peacock, which, like, again, not to make this a whole episode shitting on Peacock's uh, publicity department, but, like, not a lot of people have Clearly Peacock, lacking. you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's I think it's funny and silly, and um, X Mayo's very funny in it. She plays one of the park rangers. Um, she's a yeah. friend of mine. She's really, she's really great in it. Somewhat recent George Lucas talk show guest, I believe. Mm-hmm. One yeah. of the one of the goats, I would say. That's a she's wild in that episode. Had yeah. never seen Star Wars. Had no idea what it was. Uh, <laughs> truly, truly one of the greatest. Wow. Yeah. All right, I'm checking that out. Yeah. Be- before we let you go here, how was the Edinburgh Fringe Festival? Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, because we probably recorded last time, like right before I right. went, maybe. Yes. Um. It was a lot of fun. It was a very weird experience to be somewhere for a month, you know, yeah. like just not being in the home country for a month and like having to conserve when you sent text messages, you know, <laughs> like because you're like, oh, do I, is this text worth 40 cents? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> but we had a good time. Uh, it was a, it was a experience where like a lot of people at that festival, you know, pretty early on how it's going to go for you. You're like, this is either going to be the best month of my life, uh, you know, acclaim and awards and all that stuff wise, or Mm. no one's going to show up or we're going to be fine. And I think we knew that we were going to be fine. And I think that was like the perfect thing. Like we, we were not stressed. We were not worried about anything. We knew Mm. we would have, uh, audiences at all the shows, which was great, but it was not, you know, we didn't come home with our blue ribbons, which was also fine because it's a festival with a thousand shows yeah. something like that going on but it was really fun and i hope we get to do it again at some point i would like to um i think in the end we were all like that was a good time you know which i That's think good. is uh, something that you're not always sure about um, yeah. especially when you spend that much money <laughs> if given the opportunity would you like next year or something would you rather go just as like a fan to see shows or did you enjoy getting to be there as part of like I, something i yeah, I liked going, being a part of something. I think, at least some of us have talked about, we would, we think the way to do it would be, like, just go do the talk show a lot more, rather than doing three different kinds of shows, because we were doing the talk show, a play that Connor wrote, and Connor was doing a one-man improv show as George Lucas. Yeah. Which is a lot. But I think uh, using that talk show as, like, a promotional hub for other people at the festival who get to talk about their shows then, because that's not really a thing there. You sort of just have to rely on posters or, like, someone coming up to you on the street and saying, please, please, please come to my show. I had two people there yesterday. Uh, I think being able to show off other people and letting them tell you why you should come to their show in a more relaxed format and not as aggressive as uh, shoving a flyer in your face, you know, and begging and crying to you. But we had a really good time. We had a lot of fun, and uh, I think it's it's definitely not for everyone, you know? <laughs> it's a lot of work, and it's it's yeah. expensive, and you don't always get the payoff, but we had a good time. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Yeah. That's, Thanks. That's on my bucket list of, like, I would love to go to be yeah. in attendance one year because yeah. it is such a, like, comedy mecca, but it also seems like a lot. There's, like, a lot going on, super crowded. I know for sure the Airbnbs or whatever sell out immediately 
and then yes. yeah <laughs> you're paying i mean it was also so, like if you're going as a fan it's different because you're already spending so much money to be there and then to spend twelve dollars on each show and like shows are an hour and you ideally go to four shows a day like that adds up so fast yeah. you know you're like how did i spend four hundred dollars on shows this week wow. i did not do that i i told everyone <laughs> that i met I will comp you to my show if you comp me to your show, and it nice. it worked out a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a good system. Yeah, glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe Connor did one man shows like that. Like that is an <laughs> insane to me. But more power to him. Like he did, he did four of them. He's doing it again at uh, Sketchfest, San Francisco Sketchfest in February, yeah, and he's doing one nice. in L.A. in February too. So it's he's a nice. wild man. He's a wild man. Yeah. I once, quick, quick story, for my 30th birthday, I put on a comedy show and raised money for charity, and I was put on the spot to do a few minutes of solo improv from a suggestion, like, right then and there, and yeah. that was probably the most scared I've ever been in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I got yeah. through it okay. I got some laughs and, and felt good about it sure. when once I was removed enough from the situation, but, like, to then do that for an hour and be up there by yourself, like, improvising seems wild. Yeah, he luckily had the added veneer of, like, also, this is George Lucas. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, it, if he bombed, it wasn't him bombing. It was George Lucas bombing in a way. Right. Which is, like, kind of charming. Kind of, yeah, it was a little charming <laughs> because you don't expect George Lucas to be good at improv. Right, yeah. You know? True, yeah. Uh, so that was helpful, I think. But all four nights went at least pretty good. That's great. You know? That's which I think is like yeah. kind of what you want in that kind yes. of situation where you're like, if it's at least pretty good, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, I would be very happy with that. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I could never do improv, uh, CJ. I don't know how you did that, and uh, I would throw up immediately. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. This is the most performative thing I can do in my real life. So yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Uh, I'm sure. <laughs> you need to take five Xanax or something just to get up there. <laughs> Oh, man. So we'll get you going. Okay. Patrick, thank you so much for coming back on. Really appreciate it. Let the people know what you got going on. Yeah, uh, a lot. Are we ready for this? Yes, please hit us. Okay, great. You can follow me on Instagram at Cotner. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Patrick Cotner. On Letterboxd? Letterboxd. I don't even know what my name is. I assume it's Patrick Cotner. (laughs) I think think it's Cotner or something like that, yeah. January 20th, if you're in uh, the Park City, Utah area, a documentary about the George Lucas Talk Show is premiering at Slam Dance. So we're all going to be there doing Q&As and, and screening the movie on the 20th, which is also my birthday. Oh, wow. uh, so come celebrate nice. my birthday with me in Park City, Utah. Then February 3rd, we're doing, or February 2nd, we're doing The Baron and the Junk Dealer, which is the play that we did at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival as part of San Francisco Sketchfest. Uh, February 3rd, we're doing the George Lucas Talk Show at San Francisco Sketchfest, and you don't need to buy festival tickets for that. You could just buy single show tickets, so that's very oh. easy. Just go to their website. Uh, February 5th, we're going to be doing two George Lucas Talk Shows in Los Angeles at Dynasty Typewriter. Are those live-streamed as well? Those are also live-streamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can watch those live-streamed, mm-hmm. too. Uh, February, I think it's February 8th at the Elysian, we're doing The Baron and the Drunk Dealer, the play. Um, and then in March, be on the lookout if you're in the Pacific Northwest. I think we have two shows coming in the Pacific Northwest. I don't want to say where yet because they're not officially locked in. 
And then in April, we'll be having some stuff in New York City, both surrounding the dock and surrounding uh, the talk show. Also, every Saturday and Sunday, if you live in Los Angeles, you can come to the UCB Theater, and I produce and book ASCAT, which is their uh, flagship improv show with a bunch of famous people. So come see that. And there's more stuff, I'm sure, but those are that's a lot. And I'll Love give it. you that. That's it. Yeah. I'm Excellent. I'm one of the the Kickstarter backers for the documentary. I'm oh, that's great. So I, really looking forward to seeing that oh that's awesome thank you for doing that yeah can't wait well thank you again patrick uh cj what do we have you can follow us on all of the things at over talking pod over talking pod we're on the tiktoks we're on instagram we're on all the things there um you can see little video clips from these very episodes you can see patrick not wearing his yellow blazer Mm mm-hmm but next time. But next time. Next time. Next time. Next time he will definitely have it. <laughs> yes. Drag me to hell. Next time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, you can email us at overtalkingaboutat at gmail.com. Call our text us at usacat1591 or the actual numbers in the show notes. Go to our website, overtalkingpod.party. You can type in the word Patrick in the search bar. Find his previous episodes. Do all those good things. Cool. Yes. I'm going to blow through this next part really quick. Uh, oh, no, they're here. The overtalking overlords have arrived. Uh, there are ghastly otherworldly landlords who fill up at the end of every episode. Remind me to remind you, if you like to feel, please go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Rate and review where applicable. Reviews would help people find this podcast. Also, we spend no money in advertising. So if you'd like to feel, please tell a friend and spread the word. We would really appreciate it. Thank you. For the listeners, Ken's eyes rolled into the back of his head when he does that. <laughs> yeah, it's know real that. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> And as we say at the end of every single episode, me likey that. <laughs> me likey that. Doink the doink. Doink, doink. Bye. Bye. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was produced by Ken and CJ, edited by CJ. This week's special guest was Patrick Kotner from the George Lucas Talk Show. Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. Look, having the sound effects makes this feel so much higher rent now. You know? Yes. That's it's what like I like a real thing. It will sound it's like, like we're, on, yeah. we're on Stern or something now. I do not have a Baba Booey at the at the ready, but <laughs>